Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Wednesday, December 23rd, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Hoynesy, uh, only two more shopping days left till Christmas. You got everything taken <laughs> care of, right? Amazon, Amazon's ordered? No, no I don't. <laughs> yeah, Amazon's ordered, but I, I still got to get a couple things. So uh, I, a convenient excuse this year is that all of your packages are still down at the post office. That's all. <laughs> That's you right. Makes it easy for you. Uh, the Indians, uh, not a lot going on uh, in, on the hot stove right now uh, throughout all of baseball, really. Uh, uh, still uh, still sort of that log jam there with, uh, with DJ LeMayhew and his free agency. I think uh, the New York teams are going fight, to fight it out over him was the latest I heard uh, over, uh, you know, the Mets maybe making up an, an offer, uh, getting a chance to talk to him. Boy, if the Mets steal DJ LeMayhew, wouldn't that make a story for uh, wow. the upcoming season? What uh, yeah. what do you what do you think about that? Uh, Steve Cohen uh, would would make a splash with that kind of signing. That'll be good for the tabloids in New York. The Mets and Yankees going back and forth because uh, the Mets have always been the uh, the red the red haired stepchild in that relationship. The who the Yankees get, they they who the Yankees want, they get. So uh, right. this would be an interesting. Uh, to turn the tables. Well, you think about it. Whoever gets DJ LeMahieu, uh, and and I had heard uh, from some places, uh, uh, five years, one hundred twenty-five million was the offer that the Indi- uh, that the Yankees were were going to make to LeMahieu or had made to LeMahieu. So, uh, whoever doesn't get LeMahieu, do you think the other guy gets or the other team gets uh, Lindor in a trade? It could be. Yeah, you know, uh, we've talked about you know, how that might, may open a door in, uh, with the Yankees, especially, uh, if they don't get LeMahieu, then, uh, you know, Glabor Torres, Torres would move to second base maybe and open up a, a shortstop for uh, Frankie Lindor and a deal with uh, the Indians. So that's something to watch. And I, and the Mets have shown interest in, in Lindor, but, uh, Sandy Alderson has said, uh, you know, it looks like they're more in the free agent market than the trade market. Right. Yeah. It looks like the Mets are, are more willing to spend money than to, to deal sort of uh, prospect capital and, and that sort of thing that they, they want to sort of develop and hold on to what they've got. Uh, yeah. I, as far as the Yankees go, there could be, I, I've heard, you know, speculation rumors that uh, that young pitcher, Davey Garcia 
uh, would be something somebody that the Indians might target, might want in a, in a trade in that that regard. Uh, but you got to figure there they would go position player first, right? Uh, major league ready position player first. Yeah, I mean, and the Yankees need pitching. I can't see them giving up. I right. mean, I, I, maybe for Lindor you you do that, but the Yankees are they've got like three like three for, you know Tanaka and uh, Tanaka and a couple other guys, big free agent pitchers that are you know that they've uh, that they're out there they haven't resigned so you know it's hard to see the Yankees giving up pitching but who knows you know from the from the pessimist point of from the press pessimistic uh, Indians fan point of view uh, they'll probably trade for Lindor sign Bauer and uh, you know you <laughs> Darvish or two other guys that they'll just spend 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 who who knows but uh, speaking of spending uh, as we're as we're close to the, the to the Christmas holiday uh, I think we've got I in my house I think we've got all of our uh, our family gifts wrapped up. Everything's all taken care of. I, I think it might be a, a, a pretty good holiday in terms of uh, gift exchange this year. What are you looking forward to most uh, on, on Christmas morning? Are you, are you doing anything with the family that, uh, uh, you know, via Zoom or, or, or anything like that? Well, you know, we had one, uh, we had a small gathering at Thanksgiving and we usually do all our, uh, we, you know, we usually have everybody over Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, uh, you know, we're going to do that, I think again, but, you know, cut, cut the crowd down. It won't be big. And we, you know, bring the grandkids in exchange presents, give them all their presents and have dinner. And, uh, then we usually go over to my sister's house on, uh, on, uh, Christmas, but that's going to have to be virtual this year. That, cause that's like a, you know, an all day party. That's 24 hour open house. So how, uh, that, how- that would be a super. How good are you at wrapping presents? What's your idea? Uh, you have a, a idea of your oh technique God, down, I'm or the worst, or is that all you let your wife do that? <laughs> no, I'm the worst. I wrap her presents, but it looks like a four-year-old did it when I wrap them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I usually do it at two o'clock, uh, you know, Christmas morning. So that's well, it's never a good thing. That's our that's our sort of our tradition here. We we get through Christmas Eve, and then uh, we save all the wrapping of the presents for our son until late night uh while we're watching a christmas story on continuous loop on uh, on tbs we watch that and we wrap presents until the wee hours and then we try to sleep in as late as possible but that never seems to work out uh all right we uh we, we usually did... watch uh, we usually watch scrooge on uh scrooge you know uh george c scott scrooge on on sundays oh okay. i mean on, so, on christmas so not that not the bill murray movie scrooged you watch, uh, no. you watch, yeah, the, uh, what's the, um, not, yeah. what, what's the name of that movie? It's uh, A Christmas Carol. There you go. Christmas Carol. Yeah. Christmas you watch Carol. A Christmas yeah. Carol. Uh, yeah. Shout out to my wife who, uh, who just uh, helped me out with that one. Uh, very good. Okay. Uh, we did post a question for our subtext subscribers today. It was a, a really good one. I thought we're going to, we're going to spin it forward. We're going to look into 2021 uh, remember our gift suggestion for Terry Francona yesterday was that we should get him a crystal ball because he's always talking about not having a crystal ball and not being able to predict the future. We're going to make some predictions here for, for 2021 for the Indians. Uh, and we have, a, a, a you know, a response or two from our subtext subscribers in there as well. Uh, you know, they did such a good job with their Christmas gift suggestions yesterday that we want to get their predictions on today's podcast. Uh, you can subscribe to Indian Subtext's uh, 
actually a, a good time to do it if you want to get yourself a treat for the uh, the Christmas holiday, uh, a little Christmas gift for yourself. Uh, Hoynesy and I will text you three to four times a day with inside uh, analysis and insight on the Indians, what we're hearing uh, before things uh, become public. Uh, we'll text you first with breaking news, uh, even before it goes up on cleveland.com. You can text us directly and cut through the clutter of uh, social media and all that. Uh, there's a 14-day trial. You can sign up. It's $3.99 a month less than 14 cents a day to get your uh, your Indians news. Uh, perfect time to join. Uh, go to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians. Or if it's easier, just text Hoinsey uh, or me at 216-208-4346 with your questions. Again, that's 216-208-4346. Uh, sign up for cleveland.com Indian subtext. Uh, great holiday gift for yourself or someone who uh, you really love. All right. Indians predictions for 2021. Hoynes, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Uh, questions for you to think about here. Uh, what's your best guess on when the regular season starts? It's scheduled for April 1st, but the pandemic could step in and have other plans. Uh, when do you think the Indians, the Major League Baseball's regular season will start? You know, Joe, I'm thinking uh, around April 15th, maybe the 20th, around, I'll say April 20th. I think uh, spring training is going to get delayed, push back a little bit, maybe, you know, two weeks, three weeks. And uh, so, you know, which will domino into the uh, regular season. That's, uh, you know, that, that that's not a bad uh, thought. I think, uh, I think it starts on April 1st. I think they push to get it all done and they power through, even if teams uh, have positive COVID tests, or even if there is difficulty, um, I think they, they will open the season on April 1st uh, as scheduled. Yeah, uh, I think that's a good point, Joe. You know, Scott Boros was saying, you know, they played a season in the middle of a pandemic, you know, last year. So they learned a lot from that. And perhaps, you know, they can uh, soldier through this thing and, and started on April 1st. All right. We have a couple of responses from uh, subtexters on that point, uh, Tom in Mount Vernon says no later than uh, April 15th, uh, the vaccine being the biggest factor. And a subscriber from the 330 area code says the season starts on time. All the players will get a vaccine. Now there's a point, uh, you, you know, you wonder uh, how many vaccines are going to be available. Will, will the players get vaccinated, uh, you know, before the general public, before you know, uh, it's, it's, it's sent out to nursing homes and, and, and prisons and all the places where uh, the, the virus is spreading faster. Uh, I, I got to wonder if, uh, if that's going to be the case. Will, will players have access to the vaccine before opening day? Boy, Joe, I can't see that happening. I really, I think that that's a bad look if that's, that's the way it is. You know, I think we were talking about this before, but uh, Major League Baseball, you know, last year converted one of their drug testing facilities mm -hmm. into, uh, you know, a testing facility so they could get the results back fast, you know, within 24, 48 hours. I don't know if they could do that with the, uh, the vaccine. I don't know if they, you know, if they could run the vaccine through that or something like that. But, well, you know, I, I, I mean, think they go out of their way to, you know, not to put, the, put athletes in front of people that really need the vaccine. Yeah, that, that would be a bad look. Uh, I, I think 
you know, you had back in the, the, the early days of the, the virus and the early days of the pandemic, the big concern was the, the access to testing and would players get tested more or have access more than, you know, the, the average citizen or, or, or whatever that is. Uh, there, there was a big controversy over that. How, why, why are we testing athletes more and more often than, you know, uh, you, me, or the average Joe? Uh, now the testing question isn't really that big of a, an issue. You know, there's access to testing for anybody who really wants it. It's, it's, it's this vaccine now. It's the, this is the next level. This is the more important yeah. one and, and who's going to be able to, to have that access. Uh, so it's a good question. I, uh, will there be enough of a rollout of the vaccine by, you know, late March to, to have everybody, you know, covered? Plus, all the players, for the, the majority of the players, are either going to be in Florida or Arizona. So at least they'll all be in one place. All you got to do is hit that one place with uh, enough enough of the vaccines to to do that. If you if that was the case. All right. Uh, let's look at the next point we brought up to our subtexters uh, in terms of predictions. If my internet connection will. Ah, there we go. Uh, number two, how many games will the season uh, cover? How it, obviously a baseball season is 162 games, unless it's 2020 when it's only 60. Uh, there's, you know, NHL, NBA are playing shortened seasons in 2021. Will that take place with baseball? Will it be a matter of getting in as many games as you possibly can, or uh, will you will you see the the Major League Baseball play 162 games? in 2021. What's your, uh, what's your thought there, Hoinsey? You know, I think, uh, Joe, I think they're going to try as hard as they can to get 162 in, even if it, uh, you know, includes a bunch of seven inning double headers. Um, so I think that's the goal. Uh, in my mind, I think, you know, this is going to have to be set, you know, the players want to play as much as they can. Uh, the owners, I think, uh, you know, want to get make sure it's safe for fans and get as many fans in the ballpark as they can. Uh, you know, I would settle it. I would, I would be happy to see him play 140, but I think they're both sides are going to push to try to play 162. Uh, as far as my prediction on that, I don't think that there will be a, a set, uh, you know, number of games missed for each team. Like, uh, like, okay, we're going to play 140, we're going to play 130, whatever. Uh, I think there will be games missed somewhere between, you know, they'll play between 162 and maybe as few as 155, maybe. They might miss uh, a handful of games that won't be made up uh, unless they're, uh, you know, some sort of factor in, in, a, in a division race. Or, or maybe they determine the playoffs by percentages this year instead of, uh, you know, uh, who has the best record in terms of uh, total wins and losses. But uh, whatever games I think are missed and, and due to pandemic reasons or, you know, logistical reasons, travel, whatever, uh, I don't think it's going to be a set number like it was this year where, okay, everybody's only playing 60 games or everybody's only going to play 120 games this year. I think it'll be uh, on a case by case basis. That's, that's sort of my prediction. Uh, as far as our subtexters go, uh, Tom in Mount Vernon says 144 
to 154 games played. And uh, our, our friend in the 330 area code says uh, 162 games. He's, he's, he's banking on uh, everything working out for him. All right, let's uh, look at another prediction. Uh, this one, we asked uh, who will play first base for the tribe this year in 2021, their final season as the Indians in Cleveland, who will be the first baseman uh, over uh, there for the Indians. Uh, Hoinsey, who you got playing first base this year? You know, I'm, uh, <laughs> I've, been, I've been juggling this uh, back and forth in my head. I think I'm going to go with Bobby Bradley. I think they give him a shot. I think, uh, you know, that it seems like I, I just don't know. I think, it, you know, they've got to find out about this guy one way or the other. And, uh, you know, so I think he gets a shot at first base this year. Uh, my prediction is Josh Naylor. And uh, I think he will will make the, the jump over to first base and they're gonna stick him there and leave him there. Uh, I think that's what they're gonna do. Uh, they really don't have a, a right-handed option right now uh, to, to play over there. So uh, I think, uh, you know, Josh Naylor will be the guy. Uh, Jake Bowers, I don't even know if, uh, if Jake Bowers really gets another uh, a shot with the the organization at first base, uh, but but who knows? Uh, as far as our subtextures go, their prediction at first base, uh, the three three zero area code says Bradley and Bowers, and um, Tom and Mount Vernon says Bradley gets a short leash, and Naylor should be next in line. Let's see. The next one we have is who plays second base. Who you got at second base, Wednesday? You know, somehow, some way, Joe, I think they bring back Cesar Hernandez. I think they, they, they make enough, they save enough money with the trade. Somebody, you know, either they trade Lindor, Castillo, I mean, uh, Carrasco, somebody like that. And uh, they're, they're able to bring him back. Okay. Uh, I've got, uh, Yu Chang as the uh, as the pick over there. I think they uh, they put him there and they leave him there. Uh, Yu Chang gets a shot at second base, uh, only because both Antonetti and uh, Francona have talked about Yu Chang. Yeah, and, right. I mean, he's the name that keeps coming up when we ask that question in off season interviews. So, uh, Tom and Mount Vernon says either Chang or Kipnis or a bargain basement pickup, and. Uh, uh, the, the our friend in the three three area code says uh, they're going to sign a player. Uh, who knows? But um, they, he doesn't have a, a real good uh, handle on that one yet. Uh, shortstop, who you got playing shortstop? Boy, I you know I think I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with Tyler Freeman. Tyler Freeman at short. That's there you go. That uh, I I I think uh, you you're probably right, and that's that's frightening. Uh, as far as uh, shortstop yeah. for me, I don't know. Man. It is. It's it's frightening. That's uh, that's un uncharted territory right there. Uh, we have a, a guy who's never played above Double A, uh, playing yeah. uh, second base or for a uh, shortstop uh, at the major league level. Um, I I I don't know. I boy, I, I don't have a pick right now. I think Lindor starts opening day. I think Lindor starts opening yeah, day. That's a good pick. You know, I don't think they that's... don't trade him. Yeah, I mean, they've gone this far, Joe. I mean, unless, you know, uh, 
January has become the uh, new uh, December, you know, we, we've still, you know, we got to see that, but right. you know, it, it could, it could very well go that way. All right. And uh, finally, in terms of positions, who plays center field for the Indians, who starts in center, who you got? I think they give Mercado a shot, you know, Mercado starts, but if Zimmer, if Zimmer shows anything and uh, Mercado can't get out of this funk he's in, he'll, he'll, uh, Zimmer will be out there. Okay. Uh, I, I too think Zimmer will be the, the, the starter out there. I think uh, maybe they try Mercado in, uh, in, in left a, a little bit, but uh, they've, they've got to give him regular at-bats to see if, if they can get him jump-started offensively. So if Mercado's not in center, he's definitely going to be uh, in, in center or left, I think one of the two. Uh, on a daily basis. Uh, our subtextures agree. They think Mercado and Zimmer uh, will, will split time there. Uh, Tom and Mount Vernon also thinks uh, Fran Mill, uh, since he's, he's all, all over the place. Here's my bold prediction. Here's my off the wall prediction. I think we see Fran Mill taking ground balls at first base in spring training, maybe not even, not even getting to the, the point of doing it in a game at spring training, but just to, to give him the, the opportunity to get out there and, and do something at first base, but, uh, you know, not, uh, it, they get shut down real early after, you know, we see him sort of, you know, Bambi on the ice at first base, um, uh, at some point. Yeah, let's uh, hope he doesn't get hurt. Yeah. That's, that's the big thing. All right. Uh, finally wrapping it up. If they don't trade Lindor, who's the next man up on the training block? Uh, if, so, uh, skipping a possible Lindor trade, who would be the, the next guy that the Indians deal? Uh, and I think, uh, uh, you know, there's an obvious answer would be uh, Carlos Carrasco uh, because of his, uh, his high price tag. Uh, but I go with Jake Bowers. I say uh, they, they, they unload Jake Bowers in some way, shape or form. They get rid of him and they move on from, from Jake Bowers. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I, you know, I think, you know, have they, have they given Bowers, has Bowers had enough chance to make the Yandy Diaz deal look good? I mean, Diaz can't stay healthy in, in Tampa, but every time he does, he hits, you know, right. he's done everything that he didn't do here. Um, well, he hit here, but he, at least he's hitting for some power down there. Uh, so uh, and that's a good, that's a good point. You know, I'm, I'm trying to think, you know, would, would they trade another pitcher? Would they trade another starting pitcher? I, I, I can't see them doing that. So, I, I have to go with Carrasco. If they don't trade Lindor, it has to be Carrasco. Yeah, and that's based that's based all it's solely on his his what twelve million dollar salary. Uh, yeah, this, this yeah year. definitely. And 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 the commitment to him over the next couple of years. Uh, yeah, another good candidate there would also be Jose Ramirez because they're coming to the point where if they're not competing, uh, Jose Ramirez is going to be costing them too much, and they could get a lot in return for uh, the way they have him locked up over the next couple of years. So yeah, Jose, Jose yeah, Ramirez signed it with a great contract. It's, it's a really great contract for the production you get from him. And Jose yeah. Ramirez could in between now and this time next year, Jose Ramirez could get you an absolute haul in prospects and young controllable players. Uh, so you know, just think about how they have what the next two, three seasons uh, they have options for them. I think they've got them. Uh, you know, this is uh, 21, this is, 22, uh, and 23. They have them. Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, 21 and 22, I think, are two club options. He's got two club options. So he's a free agent after 22. Okay. So, I, I mean, that's two years of control at a manageable price for Jose Ramirez. Uh, I think he's definitely the next guy after Lindor who gets uh, uh, a look at a trade possibility. All right, Hoinsey, those are uh, predictions for 2021 here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Uh, last one before the holiday here. We'll, uh, we'll get back with you for uh, a couple of times uh, between now and the end of the, uh, the year. We'll uh, do a, a look back at, at 2020, the year that was uh, at some point next week. But until then, uh, have, a, have a happy holiday. Have a Merry Christmas. Enjoy the time with your family, guys. Uh, Hoinsey, uh, best to you and, and everybody out there. Right back at you, Joe. And hey, uh, one correction. You were right with Ramirez. He signed through 2021 with options, club options, 22 and 23. So you're right. You're getting them. They could. That's and, three. And it's, and it's on the cheap too, right? It's like $8 million, yeah. something like that, which is a, $9 million this year. Which is like a third of what he could make if he were a free agent right now. Yeah. So think about it. Uh, I mean, yeah, he's he's a huge trade piece. So we haven't even been through the whole Lindor trade thing. We haven't completed that yet. I'm already speculating on the next one that's going to rip the <laughs> cards out. So have fun with that, guys. Merry Christmas. And we'll Merry talk Christmas. again next time on the Cleveland Baseball Talk Podcast. Mm-hmm.